0: I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fu- Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys podcast with you every sip of the way. You have me, Jacob Stowworthy. And me, Jack Shepard. We're here because we have watched Lost Season 5, Episode 13, which is titled Some Like It Hoth which is a funny play on words. Star Wars. Yes. Which we do get some Star Wars references in this episode. Quite, quite, we, quite big ones.
1: I know. And uh, JJ, fun fact, went on to direct two
0: Star Wars movies. Do you want to know something even wilder? <laughs> Go on. Kelly Young, who plays Miles, is in The Force Awakens. Is he? He is. Crikey. He is Shares a screen with Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Um yeah, so what did you think of this episode, Jack? I think people don't want to hear about Star Wars. They want to hear about your views on Some Like It Hoth.
1: Well they're gonna have to hear about Star Wars because it's called Some Like It Hoth. Uh yeah. but yes, yes, I I enjoyed this episode a fair bit. I think it wasn't it wasn't like a wasn't like an all-timer, and it and I think maybe it's been a slight little compared to some of the, the latest ones, but it was still it was still fun. I liked seeing about um, our boy Miles discovering a few things about himself, his relations to certain other characters. Um, Which you didn't although know about,
0: I, you didn't guess, beforehand.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't know, but I guessed in the episode before it was officially revealed.
0: Yeah. It's a funny one because I think I don't... I think a lot of people kind of maybe predicted it, and I'll go on to explain why, Um, but it was obviously bandied around as an idea that was going to happen. So when the episode plays out, I'm not sure if the writers kind of assumed that people did know, because they don't do it in a dun-dun-dun reveal. They kind of of hinted it a few times before Miles explicitly says, that douche is my dad. (laughs) Mm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, but I quite like that
0: about it, because it doesn't...
1: I don't, I think if they had overplayed it as like a, as a really big point, I think it would have felt a bit ham fisted almost, but doing it in an almost like natural way and with Hurley, you know, cracking jokes and saying they should bond and stuff. Yeah. It does feel, it feels a less, less like, oh, we should just write this in. um, Yeah. Because we can,
0: you know, it feels a bit more organic somehow. No, definitely. I, I, I do agree with that. It's a good episode. I it's filler. It can, can, you know, considering where we are in the show, um, but it's a ne- it's necessary filler because I think we need to kind of one we needed a, a Miles episode, I think, because he has become a really good character. Yeah. But secondly, I think it is good before you know to to have calms before storms, um, and this is certainly that uh, because we don't have that anymore now this season. Okay, <laughs> So I kind of like it in a, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just enjoy this. I think even at one point in this episode, Juliet goes to Kate. Oh, here we go. And for them, it's like r- racking up, r- you know, the tension. Mm. Uh, but we get to experience the, the Miles and Hurley uh, duo, which is, yeah. which is pretty joyous at times. I find it brilliant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's, uh, I like the, I like, the- hurley's idea of rewriting yeah and find Strikes
0: back. you find hurley so funny i you always have
1: yeah i just like him i think me and him would get on <laughs> um you know we'd we'd be good we'd be good pals yeah. um and we obviously have similar interests yeah you do <laughs> it's
0: something you would do this i feel
1: i mean i don't know how i could improve on Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> I'd be interested to see Hurley's notes. To be honest, I was yeah. hoping we were hoping we were going to go there, and then <laughs> and then everyone really would have complained. This is filler, but I would have uh, I, could, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back. Exterior Hoth, a little spy robot thingy zips through the atmosphere and crashes into the snowy planet below. That's when Chewbacca. Shows up and blasts it away with his crossbow laser. He shakes his fury fist in the sky in triumph. Chewbacca. roar! It's furry. Furry fist. I need a spell check. What the hell is this? I'm running Empire Strikes Back.
0: Do you know, as funny as that Hurley is doing, writing out, like, scene for scene, what happened Empire Strikes Back with his own edits, uh, and what it, it kind of mirrors me writing out the lost scenes in my notebook I <laughs> <laughs> and i Did made no, i made no edits there was no edits to make because it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> so i like lost more than Hurley likes star wars is the uh, point i'm driving home here <laughs> <laughs> um should we dive in then uh i think a good place to start would be the flashbacks um Namely, the one, okay, so he starts off, he's a young boy. Um, he's with his mum and they're in a motel uh, or in a an like a apartment complex looking for a place. And he comes across, Miles comes across uh, a dead body, but behind a closed door. And it's a man who hasn't been heard of for a while. And then we kind of get an insight into Miles being able to speak to dead people. Um, in that we literally see Miles saying, you know, I could hear him and his mum's like, he's dead. <laughs> so a good little intriguing opening for the flashbacks. I'm sure you'd agree to see baby Mars.
1: Yeah. Just quick thought. I'm guessing that he can do this because he was born on the island and the island has given him powers somehow.
0: So yeah, we're not explicitly told that here, uh, but that is a good summarization. Um, what I will add is that the minute I saw the woman in this episode, I noticed her from being pretty much the first person we see this season. Oh, is she? So it starts with Pierre Chang doing his like morning routine before going to the orchid and finding Daniel Faraday. Right. But before that, he's in bed and there's a baby uh, crying and she is the woman who says, it's your turn, honey. Uh, And then he picks up, baby miles has a cuddle but obviously we don't know it's baby miles at the time but it is baby miles so miles is like the first main character we see this season but as a baby
1: Ooh, yeah that's interesting
0: so the minute i saw that i was like oh okay so and if when i learned it was a miles episode i was like miles's dad is pierre chang that's how i realized (laughs) Uh, because of the casting but you know that's that's fine it's just a keeping. but it's funny isn't it to know to think that you've seen miles already as a baby yeah
1: that yeah. is quite funny,
0: but yes, he was born on the island, so that's a good, you know, freaky deaky stuff happens. Uh, so yeah, sure, why not?
1: Why does it? What does that imply for other characters who have had powers, like
0: like Walt, like, um, like Walt? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think Walt wasn't born on the island, though. We know that, uh, but yeah, it's a good question. What I will add is, you know, when the noses, where where the noses were bleeding. Um, when they were jumping through time mm. and and it, it became clear that the uh, longer you'd been on the island or the, your proximity to the island um, the the you know your nose would you die quicker basically which is why Charlotte yeah. went well Miles was the next to get, to get a nosebleed
1: uh, yes
0: yeah, so there's been hints there's been hints it's like they planned it all along it's like they planned it all along and even you know so I hate when you say that because obviously they've planned it <laughs> and you're saying it like it's a negative thing. Uh, next flashback, uh, Miles' mum is um, very sick uh, with cancer. Miles visits her, very punky looking Miles, I might add. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, his hair, spiky
0: spiky hair with nose rings and whatnot. It is funny. It is a funny look, but he went for a punk face, and I buy that. I buy Miles's punk face.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, he doesn't look as young as I think he's supposed to be, but that's fine.
0: I, I mean, I'm still reeling from, and I don't mean this in a nasty way. Like he looks, cause he doesn't look old, but he looks so much older than he does here, which is like only 11 years ago. And he, in industry, the TV show that he's currently in, which has been renewed for a second season, he just looks so vastly different to how he looks in Lost. Yeah, it's kind it really of does. yeah, it kind of shocks me. Um, but he's great, really good. That's uh, called acting, Jacob. That's called acting. Well, no, not really, because he's not made to look older. <laughs> he's not, and he's not really made to look younger. He just he seems quite youthful in Lost. He's got a youthful Miles is quite a youthful character, I think.
1: Yeah. But I think that's just cause he, act- that's cause he acts youthful. He just has that, you know, he I has that, he, no- he looks what he kind of he's doing behind the eyes. And then when he's in industry, he's like, I need to be old. So, uh, you know, he just imbues the age. Yeah, he you know, takes he, no he prisoners in
0: industry. He's really, um, he's like, not even volatile in a miles way. He's just like, really like, Whoa, I want to do well by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just you because you're just like, oh God, Miles. He's been on the island. He's been on the island. He rubbed shoulders with Terry O'Quinn. I want to do well by him. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, uh, Miles, is all punky and he basically wants to know about uh, his dad's um, and his mum, you know, is very insistent that his dad left them. He was a bad father, very absent. So, you know, already we've got another character who's got daddy issues. Um, and then when he says, where, where is he? Um, you know, cause she says he's dead as well. Where is he? Where's his body? A place you can never go. And we get some like scary Giacchino, I don't know what it is, but something he does, it's quite eerie. And the minute that happened, you went, the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, was going to be nowhere else, was there? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Maybe it'd be like, I don't know, trying to think of places you can't go. Well, the shops. Well, yeah. (laughs) Everywhere now. Um, (laughs) If it was was lost in COVID years, he would have been like, yeah, but where? We can't go anywhere. (laughs) I can't even get on a train. (laughs) Sainsbury's, what? (laughs) Bad. Um, so, you know, feeding us, feeding us, uh, you know, slowly these flashbacks, uh, then we have a change of pace in the flashbacks. Um, and I like that it's, it's, these scenes are like quite long and drawn out. The ones with, um, Mr. White, who's played by, uh, Hank, Hank Dean Norris, uh, who obviously is, yeah, Hank in Breaking Bad, which can of say, I've never really actually picked up on this before, but he's called Mr. Sorry, Mr. Gray. He's called here, but. Obviously, Walter White, Breaking Bad. Whoa. Do you reckon it's a. Because Breaking Bad was on at this time. How long it, was it? Breaking Bad started in like, what, 2008? Yeah.
1: When was this episode?
0: 2009. 2009. Yeah, I guess. Could
1: be. It's just, yeah. it's just
0: funny, isn't it? To think.
1: I mean, obviously, Breaking Bad wasn't particularly big back then, but I imagine it's the sort of show like Carlson, Damon. Yeah,
0: absolutely absolutely um anyway he plays mr gray and he is hiring miles to send him a message from his son you know he didn't he didn't tell him what he wanted to tell him before he died which is obviously you know <laughs> feeding into miles's mm. storyline um and miles being the money money kind of i think we, we kind of established that miles is just kind of in it for money isn't he in anything for money you can you can buy that guy uh so he takes his money tells him what he wants to hear we kind of take it at face value. Um, and it isn't until later on after he goes through what he goes through that he goes back to this guy. It's just before he goes to the island and he says, look, you should have told him what you wanted to tell him when he was alive and here's your money. Goodbye. Um, probably, probably inspired by the fact that he's earning $3.2 million. (laughs) Mm. You know, the money probably would have gone back, done that and then kept the money anyway, if he hadn't been offered that money. Uh, but it's a nice, good bit of bit of character, um, bit of character work for Miles, I think. Yeah, he's not he's not a bad guy. Do you like those scenes with Dean Norris, or not really?
1: Uh, it's interesting, I guess. Is it I mean it's, No, I, I mean I didn't really think much of them when we were watching. It was just yeah, they they kind of came off and went, You've, and I was like, oh, it's Hank. You was reminded at
0: <laughs> the time that Hank walked past our desk. When we were working one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. That was, that was the big thing. I was, do you remember that was such a weird time?
0: Yeah. Because we, we were it just at we the indie.
1: Yeah. The two of us opposite each other. And then Dean Norris just walks past <laughs> and it, everyone, everyone was just like, what's Hank doing here? Yeah. What's he doing here? And it was
0: like, I don't know. No one knew. No, I did. know, And I love that about three months later, uh, a bunch of people in the office went to the pub and Mike Ehrmantraut, Jonathan Banks, from, yes. from Braggrand and Better Call Saul, was just at the pub around the corner. And we were like, wait, what? I don't have the stand. What's, what's, who's next?
1: I just remember my f- friend
0: Ryan just going over and getting it. So, <laughs> He did, didn't he? Put it on Facebook. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's RJ Midi like, in Wasabi. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, that's funny. And anyway, oh, seeing Mr. him Mom. here, Dean Norris, is like playing like the sullen father, uh, sullen mourning father. Is so, like, in Breaking Bad, he's so different to that.
1: Yeah, I almost didn't buy it because of that. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think, I think it works enough. I mean, obviously, it's all about Miles, really. And you know he's lying when he first does the, yeah. you know, speaking to his son. And then it's good that he goes and gives back the money, but you know. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen, Miles,
0: we've had one Mars flashback before in the season four, episode two episode, where we're first introduced to all of the freighter guys. And, um, they each get a flashback, a flashback scene. And in that scene, he goes to a house, um, and he speaks to, um, the, the spirit of, uh, a young boy who's been shot. I think he's kind of given money by his, his grandmother. Uh, and it becomes clear that he doesn't, he doesn't, he finds, he finds money or whatever. He speaks to the, we can see him speaking to the the boy. We know it happens, he can do it, but he gives the money back. So we, we know that he's kind of like toying with this whole um, moral quandary of what he's doing with this power mm. that he has, which is, it's an interesting, it, when you break down, when you just really put aside the fact that he's literally speaking to ghosts, which is kind of mad. <laughs> um, it's quite an interesting thing uh, I, you know if Saffolton's room was like wait what he speaks to ghosts she'd be like well oh, whatever but we as, as viewers sense, we're like well yeah I guess
1: but what if Miles was dead the whole time
0: oh let's not go down that road <laughs> let's not go down that road um, so the other interesting things that happen is uh, he's approached by Naomi the return of Naomi yes, yes. Uh, tell my sister I love her Naomi uh, played by Marsha Thomason. Um, and Miles is immediately like, yep, I will walk wherever you lead because he obviously fancies her. Um, and she takes him to, um, a, a, a corpse and says, yep, speaks to this guy. And Miles speaks to the body and reels off the fact that he was getting documents, uh, of dug up graves Purchase orders for a plane, uh, and they're going to be going to Mr. Whitmore, which is exactly the stuff that um, Mr. Friendly shows Michael. Mm. You know, so for me, this scene is actually really important, especially coupled with the next scene, the next flashback scene where he's piled into the car and harangued by a new group of people who are like, "There's a war coming, and you need to be on the right side," and all this and all that. Uh, it, it's it's establishing Whitmore as as a uh, you know because there's a lot of uh, we're up in the air aren't we who's bad Ben, Widmore who's telling the truth who's lying but here I think we're being explicitly told Mr. Widmore you know dug up those graves put that player in the bottom of the ocean is a bad guy name's Felix he's on his way to deliver something to uh...
1: <laughs> guy named
0: Whitmore. Deliver what?
1: A bunch of papers, photos, pictures of empty graves. A purchase order for an old airplane.
0: Yeah. You know? Just subtle way of making us know.
1: I know what you mean. I think I... (laughs) The next scene just threw me. I think that was uh, that was my main thoughts here.
0: Yeah, what well, when? So this is the guy who ends up on the island and shouts at Frank, "What lies in the shadow of the statue, or whatever?" Mm. With Elana, um, and here he is again. Uh, in you know, just grabbing miles off the street with a group of people, saying, "You know, come work with us. You don't want to be on that side. We're not going to pay you. You asked for double the money. We're not going to pay you." you know, you should just be, just take us at face value. He mentioned his father as well, doesn't he? Do you mm. want answers about your father? So that he they're obviously trying to recruit Miles to bring him to the island when they ent- eventually end up on the island. But for what purpose? Mm. Your throne.
1: Well, I, don't, I just, it's just a whole new group to contend with. What do we even call them? It's like <laughs> there were the others and then there was Dharma and then there was, then there's like, Whoever these jokers are coming in, you know, end of the penultimate season, Mm -hmm. what's going on here?
0: Um, It's, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. It's bursting at the seams, isn't it? With factions. I
1: feel like, I feel like there's already a lot to contend with. So I'm just like, oh, God, another one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. so, So it's quite, it's quite, uh, I don't know especially cuz we we literally know I feel like we know nothing about them
0: at all. Okay, so what we can deduce from the facts that we have are they know about the island because they know that Mars's father he could find question answers to his questions on the island, they say. So that suggests mm. they know that his father was Pierre Chang or was, was on the island. Um they know you know, they say what lies in the shadow statue, and he says until you answer that question, you're not ready to go to the island. So, <clears throat> you know, who are what well, we can deduce? Not a lot, but we can deduce that they have some kind of communion with the island.
1: Yeah, they're a bit of a they're like a some cultists
0: around the island, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure mm. we'll catch up with them because they've just taken Frank hostage.
1: I feel like that's the, uh, if I had to predict how the show would tail out somehow, I guess I would probably think that they, they're like the end game. They're going to tie up somehow, you know, the other, the other kind of stuff might tie up a bit more and then this will be somehow more the, the end game play almost like, and I've just finished the Sopranos, Jacob. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, which great, obviously great finale. Great yeah, I, I loved the ending yeah. a lot. I thought it was incredible. I was like, I had goosebumps for, for hours after. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but they they obviously, they introduce uh, Paulie over in, um, is it Brooklyn he's in? Or, you know, I, remember. I can't remember where he is, but they introduced the other fraction and it feels like it's quite a late introduction in the show. Yeah. It's like kind of subtly built up like the season before a bit and then it becomes like major play um, at the end. And it kind of feels like the same here where I'm just like, it will be a slow build and then this will be the the end game somehow yeah. for our characters with this weird new group. Who, yeah. And also because they do feel, even just the idea of like asking a question and being a bit, uh, you know, mysterious in that way, it feels like it, it's automatically going to tie up more into the like the Egyptian shit that's been going on with the hieroglyphs and stuff, and you know
0: that that aspect of it. That's a fair point. I think, uh, yeah, int- yeah. And Bram says there is a war coming. Uh, you know that that does sound Endgame e to me.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, but then they said there was a war coming in The Walking Dead, and then that went on for about another five seasons. So yeah,
0: but there was a war. The war has been in God, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's still going. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a lot much longer, but yes. Um, I uh, I interviewed Darren and Carol from that the other day. Did you? Yeah, on a Zoom, and it was so fun. They were, they're they so funny. They're just they're just best friends in real life. You can just tell. She kept calling him Daryl by accident.
1: That's funny. (laughs)
0: Um, So the other point I want to make here before we go into the Island stuff is that uh, he says to um, uh, Bram, he says, I want double what they offered me, which is the same amount of money that, uh, um, so it's $1.6 million. That's right. Okay. So you remember when uh, Ben is locked up? at the barracks and Mars is like I want to speak to Benjamin Linus to Kate and Kate breaks him out against Locke's wishes and they go to the cell and then he like says I want this money and Ben's Mm. like why are you offering me this amount this amount of money Um, it's because it's double what he was offered by Widmore Uh, yeah so that's his like I mean I get the logic but it is still a, (laughs) a rogue thing to be doing like just just ask for like a round figure yeah, you know I mean. Um, so yeah, those. I don't know. I you mean, want more?
1: You want more, don't you? I would go. I would go a bit more. I think. I would go a bit more.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> We're extortionists mean? You? I, <laughs>
1: yeah. I just go four point eight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, don't, mate! Numbers. All I'm going to say. Funny, is...
1: funny to about three people. That
0: I reckon that was more <laughs> funny. I think it's funny to more people. I reckon more people <laughs> chuckle at that than you're expecting. <laughs> um and it's a good hit at number watch because boy do we have some number watches today. Uh um, no, we're not going there now, are we? Too early. i no, we're not going there yet, but we're going there Ooh. in about two minutes. <laughs> okay. Right. At the beginning of the episode where where we're with Miles uh on the island, uh he's reading a magazine. Um and look, watch it back. It honestly, I think it's Tom, Mister Friendly, every time on the cover, but it's not. <laughs> uh, but every time I'm like, it's Mister Friendly, and, and I'm uh, let down all over again.
1: Well, it, we are in the past, aren't we? We so are it in could the past. Be, It could be Mister Friendly Senior.
0: It's like a, it's like a Sports Illustrated magazine, and it's like a baseball player. I mean, we've seen him play what American football and try and do touchdowns and catch balls. And you didn't think he looked very gracious doing it.
1: Yeah, but it still could be friendly. You know, he could be, he could be trying to get involved with sport (laughs) because he has daddy issues, but he's just not very good at it. And this is what's caused him to go to the island and escape from his father. You know, there's a whole backstory there. We just don't know.
0: I mean, the camera does linger on it for a while. Um, to the point where I think maybe it's more, it's something more than we're meant to think. But I do actually... I'm pretty
1: I'm pretty sure this is what Carlton intended, was uh, was uh, was was me and you a few <laughs> years later going, that is Mr. Friendly's dad. Now let's talk about that for five minutes.
0: <laughs> it actually is. I found out that it's actually a March 14th, 1977 issue of the magazine. Um, okay. And on it, it says how's the headline after 23 years new boss in la but you know what that means that's a number watch <laughs> so, yeah we're into number watches
1: number watch
0: okay should we just dive in i mean this is this is there's a lot here it's a cornucopia of numbers Give us a few then. Okay, so the microwave, Miles' home and Little Boy, 316, which is... Oh, that,
1: that was an obvious one. Obvious
0: one, and you said it straight off the bat. It's the first shot of the episode. But also, 316 is the Ajira Airways flight as well. I just want to add. Nice. Uh, the check number uh, that he is written at the beginning is also 316. Very weird. Um, the landlord tells Miles' mum that the apartment is still at $400. And he demands two months' rent, which would make it eight hundred dollars. So, Woo! yeah. Uh, the um, where Miles finds young boy Miles finds the key. This scene is like rife with numbers. Where the young Miles finds the key to the apartment of the guy who's dead. There's a little statue. It's underneath a statue of a rabbit, uh, and inside the rabbit's ear is written the number eight.
1: Okay, that one's weird.
0: And the apartment is number four. Whoa! The whole scene is just absolutely the the number guys went mad for that episode, for that scene.
1: Well, I guess it is relate. If that's the first time Miles has heard dead people, perhaps like that's that's a big island. You I know, guess relation.
0: Yeah. That's, that's true.
1: Makes sense for there to be numbers there.
0: So when Miles puts the Dharma van key back. um that it's, um, the number under the peg where he puts it back is eight. Puts it back. In I just had an idea about the numbers. Oh,
1: God. This is going to throw Number Watch a bit. Also, it's <laughs> going to sound ridiculous. But like, because <laughs> all the numbers, obviously, like, you know, using like the numbers are kind of guiding the way almost. It feels like it's almost like code or something for, you know, creating this story. And then, it, then that's made me think of like the Matrix. And like, what if they're living in some weird number si- simulation thing. Oh, there you go. Can move on now. That's all I have to say
0: about that. Um, Lafleur asks Miles to erase the <laughs> video from camera four, <laughs> uh, camera four. which he obviously doesn't leads to disaster. Um, Horace sends Miles on a mission to grid three, three, four. Uh, that's a double four. That's a double four. Uh, so yeah, Naomi tells yeah, I got the numbers wrong before, but Naomi tells Miles her employer will pay $1.6 million, which on top of the $3.2 million he demanded from Ben, which is obviously do- 1.6 doubled, that basically the num- the amount of money that Miles has demanded adds up to 4.8 million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh <clears throat> I feel <laughs> like we
1: we're, we're getting a lot of fours and eights here. Yeah, we are. Like where's Where's, where's poor 23,
0: you know? 15, 16, where are they? Well, I can give you a 15 straight off the bat. This episode aired on April 15th. <laughs> which, you know, is the fourth month of the year. It's
1: also 15, 15 days before my birthday. Oh, that's
0: true. Because it's the same I'm day watch. as April, my mum, who is called April. And,
1: and April. you think about, and that's in the, that's obviously the fourth month of the year. So I said that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of number it's watches on that watch, date.
0: a lot of number watch. And I actually watched it because I didn't watch to get to watch it until the day after because it was on in America, April 16th.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I told you last It's the one where I, uh, you know, we were going out for Isaac's birthday and I was like, can oh, I just finish last? Um, episode 13 as well. So three plus one is four. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, you're gonna love this one. Mars has 15 piercings <laughs> in his ears and his face <laughs> as a young man. <laughs> uh,
1: I like that. I like. I do like the idea of someone at home sitting down and counting those piercings.
0: <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, the next two, uh, uh, and we will move on because I think people are probably bored of number watch by now. I I never get bored of number watch personally. I'm not bored and okay, This is, cool. This is the highlight. Come on, keep going. Give him. So at the beginning of the episode, Horace says, I kind of just come up with this one. Horace says, um, can I trust you? No questions asked. I need you to do something for me. No questions asked. Don't ask questions. And I was like, sure. Then he just starts to ask loads of questions. Everything Horace says, he asks a question. And I counted four questions.
1: Whoa, four questions. I
0: counted four questions. Are they- <laughs> I mean, is it a reach? Who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, piercings, four questions, head and Desmond's shower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would
1: love, I think if we ever interview Damon, I think number one question, not where was Echo going to go or anything like that. Just (laughs) in season two, episode one, there's a shower scene. And in that (laughs) shower,
0: he'd love that question as well. He would love it. He would, he's got that kind of like, he's got a grin always like etched onto his face, Damon. And I think he'd like proper be laughing about it. (laughs) It'd be so good. Um, the last number watch actually pertains to the last moment of this episode, um, which I think, well, it revolved. Yeah, I'm going to come to it later.
1: Is um, it when Hurley, Hurley hears the guy saying all the numbers?
0: Okay, I, I was going to come to that when we come to it. We have a full blown number watch. We have like, n- like number watch complete, uh but let's come to that scene later because it's a big one. Right. Um, but there's also another number watch, but yeah, we do have, uh, like numbers assemble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like we need to like have special music for when it's like a complete number watch.
1: Anyway. I, I just, that just reminded me of like the Avengers. And I was like, what number is, uh, Iron Man? Is he four or eight? or <laughs> yeah. Maybe a 15? He's I'm prob- not sure. He's
0: probably four. Isn't he? <laughs> he's probably four. <laughs> he, he'd be four. He's probably four. Um, So Miles accepts he's going to go on this mission for Horace, uh, which involves him bringing a body bag uh, out to um, an area past the line of the truce. So the Darwinists are are doing something kind of off-grid. And this was like Lefleur's job, but obviously Sawyer is off having given Ben to the others with Kate. Uh, So Miles is going to do it, uh, but Hurley... Tags along for the ride. um He, he, oh, okay, well, firstly, he, what does he do? He goes to the grid. There's a body. And in this body, uh, in the, sorry, in the body bag, in the body bag is a body of a guy called Alvarez who's got what Miles believes to be a bullet hole in his head. But when he speaks to the guy, does his ghost thing, he finds out there's actually a filling that was yanked out of his mouth and pulled up through his brain. And out of his head, which is kind of insane, right? Yeah, I don't understand how that happened. So I was going to ask you, what do you think happened? I guess this is a, a magnet or something. Okay. Interesting. So Hurley puts his sandwiches, but when Hurley says, I'm going to come with you, I'm going to carpool because maybe we can stop global warming, which is quite a funny, funny line. Uh, he puts his sandwiches at the back. And then when they're driving out to the Orchid um, with... Wait, am I getting confused? They Yeah, they drive out to the Orchid with the body, don't they?
1: Yeah, because they the want to give the body a, to, yeah. to...
0: Yeah. And Hurley smells something and then Hurley gets quite annoying. I, I I know he's funny and I know you find him funny, but Hurley gets quite annoying because he just can't keep... He can keeps a good, but he's like, when they get to the Orchid and Pierre's there and he's like quite angry that Hurley's there in the first place, Hurley just like completely like, like blows the load and's like, I know, but there's a body and all that. I don't know about you, but it really winds me up.
1: What's he doing here? Um, he came to deliver lunch to the work crew.
0: Lunch? The instructions were to come alone.
1: Don't worry, I won't tell anyone about the body. He knows? I'm sorry, sir. He he was rooting around in the back and he saw it. Dude, I can keep a secret. Well, you'd better, Pearly. I I I agree with you. I do find it that was that was frustrating because I would be annoyed and it's not really Hurley's place to this does annoy because it's not really his place to like out him or like try and make them bond or anything like that and that that's obviously the the angle Hurley's going for he wants like you know father and son time and then he, you know, he thinks it's just, just by coming out, it's going to be, he's all, it, it's almost like a different Hurley, like a no-shit's-given Hurley. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I'm not really, yeah, when he, when he's just like, oh, the body's in the back and it is just like, you could really be fucking this up for yourself. I think he, I imagine he thinks he can't, can't die. Yeah. Because he's like in the past,
0: because he hasn't quite wrapped his head around how it all works. So... Yeah, he is aware though that they die, that Dharma people die, uh, because obviously yeah. he got taken to the mass grave with their bodies. Um, yeah, but I think he thinks he can't he die because he, yeah.
1: he's alive in the future, but that's not not how it works, Hurley. Yeah, 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 because he he
0: com- that's right. He compounded Miles's kind of when they had their time traveling chat, he was like coming back with all these questions and trying to trick Miles. while while Miles was actually saying the truth, he was speaking sense. As much well, as you can make.
1: I just don't... he just doesn't comprehend it quite somehow. Yeah. Um, even though he's obviously into his sci-fi. Yeah. But also, at the time, like, most sci-fi films, like Back to the Future and stuff, like, that version of time travel is very different to the one we have here anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like this time travel with Lost. lost. Um, I'm trying to think what it's similar to. Like, if there's another... There was something I was watching the other day. So like I went through a time travel phase because we were writing about Tenet. Oh yeah. And it was like, it, it is actually similar to Tenet in a way. Yeah. The way time travel works. Because what happens in Tenet is like everything that's happened has like happened. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And you can't really change it. And in this, it feels like everything that's, ha- you know, you can't, and then unless you, you know, if one of them wrote a message on a note and put it somewhere and then they picked it up in the, Future, but then they would have already picked yeah, it up. They
0: they and, wouldn't. Yeah, they, you know I mean, yeah, absolutely. If they knew they hadn't picked up in the future, then that note will never get read by them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like when Locke like prepares stuff for himself because he knows he's already done that. Yeah,
0: and he's just like, oh, I have to do what I'm going to do. I have to go and <laughs> tie up some loose ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so bad. It's a, it's a proper rabbit hole when you think about it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't, cause there's not really a, there's no, there's no
0: one for the other
1: yeah. in the situation.
0: Um, yeah. um Hurley and the guy he's, when he's, he says he's, um M- Miles says you're writing your memoirs when he's writing the Empire Strikes Back. And then there's like mention of a bounty hunter. And I like it because you could probably think, oh, maybe he's like writing about Saeed because Saeed is essentially a bounty hunter for a little bit. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's quite funny just writing some like anecdotes about Saeed. He's like mad killer friend.
1: And he's writing about Boba Fett. He's
0: writing about Boba <laughs> Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett. Um, and also we get more proof that the polar bears you know were on the ice. There, you still get people that come across who are like oh, they had polar bears on the island. Like, whatever happened to them? It's like, yeah, they, they were there. They were, they're, they they you know, subject to zoological experiments at the hand of the Dharma Initiative. And here Pierre Chang says, I'll have you cleaning up polar bear poo on Hydra Island if you breathe a word of this body to anybody. Um, but yeah, it's here where Hurley is like, "Ah, oh, he's awful, that guy. And Miles is like, yeah, it's my dad. And then, like you say, uh, starts kind of like trying to like, uh organise like dinners and drinks <laughs> between a lot of them and to be quite honest Pierre calms down and isn't like averse to the idea <laughs> is
1: he? he seems like I'm, I'm not against Pierre. I mean obviously it's a bit unchilled that he's got a dead body and there's some weird shit going on there. Yeah. Um like so is the idea that maybe the Dharma guys didn't kill the other or are they doing nefarious things
0: or? So the, wait, the guy who's in the body is is, Bag, yeah. is, is, is Dharma. Oh, he's Dharma. He's Dharma. And there was obviously an accident that happened when they were, look, I don't want to go into it too much, but you remember at the beginning of the season when Pierre, they're in the orchid and then he's like, stop drilling. Cause if you drill in there, you'll, you'll release like an electromagnetic pulse, blah, 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 blah. Um, I get, I'm getting the sense that the same thing happened to this guy, Alvarez, where he kind of was like working and then he hit like an electromagnetic pocket and it probably yanked the filling out of his, his tooth his his yeah. Mouth. Mm. Um, but you always got to bear in mind that they're, um, you know, working on the Swan station, aren't they? Which mm. is harnessing, as we've seen, a very big electromagnetic pulse. So, yeah.
1: How are they? What are they harnessing it to do?
0: Well, I think they they were unprepared to come across it, but I I mean, it's obviously Rzinski's baby, the whole thing, uh, mm. and he was probably doing experiments, and I'm assuming kind of. It's hard to know whether they, you know, I don't want to go into it too much at the minute because you've seen, you know, we see, let's say the numbers get embossed on the hatch door. So it's now, you know, explicitly clear that this is the Swan site. This is the hatch that they're building. Uh, And, um, you know, we've seen, I'm getting into dangerous territory here. We've seen the video of Pierre Chang as Marvin Candle. Dare I say in that video, he has one arm.
1: Do, do we, so are we, are we, we're going to find out more though, is what you're saying. Well,
0: Yes. Yes. Because obviously there's a whole back and forth in season two is what happens if you press the button? Is anything going to happen? Um, and there was an incident, he says, there's an incident in the video. He says, you know, there's an incident. And since then you've got to push a button every 108 minutes else, you know, the world ends or whatever and the season 5 finale is called the incident. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm going to say for now. Uh but you'll you'll it will become more clear what is going on with these these constructions. Um but we also know the the um you know that Faraday sees Pierre Chang at the Orchid at some point. Right. What from the from the very first episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, what, so it's all it's all gonna click into place.
1: So what you're saying is the first scene of this episode
0: will be the last scene
1: of this. The first scene from this season will be the last scene of this season. No, somehow uh,
0: you 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 might re see that scene again. Yeah, yeah, in the finale. Uh, no, <laughs> oh. uh, so. <laughs> It will all click into place. What what is happening?
1: But like how you're you're dancing around this in a way that I'm just like everyone listening is just going to be very entertained by you just talking nonsense. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, like, it is hard <laughs> because obviously I'm saying I get the sense that, but I know exactly what happens and what's going on. So it's like I'm doing it to just for. F- don't
1: worry, don't worry. I I feel like as long as I get some
0: answers, oh, you, oh, you know, be- I think you'll be totally satisfied with all of this. Um, okay, but good. but also I think it's really great seeing the like the Swan Station be be built and obviously it's very good you know very mad coincidence that hurley just happened to be there when they were embossing the actual numbers on the door (laughs) on the side which is hilarious but um he says that's our hatch and miles says our hatch and then hurley says in in what is a very huge line of dialogue he says the one that crashed our plane Mm. so he is watching something being built which is the reason that they uh, come to the island in the first place, which is fucking crazy.
1: So just remind me about the time the plane crashed. That was because Desmond didn't, didn't, didn't the press button. the button. Yeah. Mm. And then it all went to shit. And
0: then the, it, it, the electromagnetic pulse got released and yeah. uh, crashed plane. And then he managed to stop it before what happened in the season two finale happened, mm. which he, okay. yeah. So, there we go. So there is, the point is, there is a very big electromagnetic pulse being. You know they are building that station on top of that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't okay. think they're trying to harness it right now, but I think they're trying to keep it at bay. But yeah. something we happen- got there in the end, didn't we? Something happens where it will have to be harnessed, and that is where I'm not. I'm going to stop talking.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the whole idea of Pierre Chang being this like celebrity in Hurley's eyes uh, because he literally is like a TV star uh, in their eyes, and and then you meet him and he's like a miserable bastard, and you're like really disappointed. <laughs> it's quite funny. Saying that, so nice most to TV stars. Yeah, it's true. That no, it is true. Oh, he's
1: he seems alright. He's we see him with his family and they all look
0: very happy and i think he's just you know he's obviously working hard he's 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 up against it and this electromagnetic stuff that's happening is is probably worrying him a lot
1: yeah my question is who's he working for
0: <laughs> he looks like his own boss
1: he does but i feel like there's got to there's got to be some someone funding this you know some some elon musk character behind it i'd love
0: a flashback of him like just like being, I know he's on the own, but like a flashback, maybe of him like a previous TV career, he like was like a game show host or did a few pilots, <laughs> something like that. I'd love it. It'd be so good. Um, because he's great in front of the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, like he, he doesn't even really need a script. <laughs> Isn't it good, by the way, how Hurley and Miles have discussions about speaking to dead people and it's like their superpowers Hurley describes it as and it's funny because uh, Hurley does kind of speak he does speaks dead people and and Miles does in a different a way different though. way yeah and he says my my, my pal is cooler than yours <laughs> it's quite
1: funny <laughs> I don't know why you won't just admit it you can trust me I talk to lots of dead people so you have conversations with them like they're your pals sure all the time sometimes we even play chess you actually see them of course why wouldn't I because that's not how it works. Aha! You wouldn't know how it works unless you can do it. What I can do has nothing to do with chatting with
0: ghosts, you with Yeah, that scene in the car where <clears throat> they're talking about music and, you know, do you have a kid? He's called Mars. like, ha, huh, that's mad. What? What's the chances of that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and you see Mars sat next to him learning that his, you know, learning... That he like his dad likes country music, which we know because he listened to Willie Nelson in the first scene of the season. Uh but Miles is like learning these details about his dad for the first time and he's like trying not to like show emotion on his face. It's, it's a really, really nicely played scene, actually.
1: Yeah. It's good. Well, I think he's he's kind of torn up, isn't he? Because he doesn't he knows like inevitably his mum and dad are gonna fall out and that he has a such a resentment for this man. Mm. Um, and I guess it is, you know, Obviously, it's uh, it's it's Luke and Luke and Vader, isn't it?
0: You know, <laughs> as Hurley points out, yeah, they just spoke about things. He wouldn't have lost an arm, <laughs> which, and oh I, 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 don't mean to, to to hammer this point home, but watch the orientation video back.
1: So what you're saying is he's the Darth Vader of this series, but then, as I said, I'm wondering who the Emperor is. Okay. You know, who's his boss? Mm, fair enough.
0: Will you do me a favour though and watch the orientation video back after we do this? All right. Because All there's right. a detail that I want you to notice. Um, yeah. Anyway, I uh, love that and yeah. I love the ending where he spots his dad reading him a book and then he gets called out uh, and he, he he's reading a, a, a polar bear book, might I add? Yeah, I did notice that. Very good. And... Miles, like, quickly runs, quickly runs away. He sees his dad, like, basically being really lovely with him as a baby. And then he, very out-of-body experience, that must be. But as he goes away, P.S. spots Miles. He goes, Miles, I need you. And then Miles goes, you do? And it's it's really <laughs> sweet. Oh, it's really, he's, like, finding back a lot of emotion. It's it's nice. It's a good, good few mm. scenes for Miles, actually. Really good. Yeah,
1: but he doesn't need him. doesn't need him as a son. He needs him as a worker to take him somewhere to go
0: see our man yeah so uh we'll yeah let's do it let's go into this and then we'll just quickly go on to the other stuff because that leads nicely into next week's um uh yeah get pe- the scientists returned from Ann arbor uh which uh, we don't know what they've been doing there or whatever but obviously <laughs> at some stage daniel faraday inveigled his way onto that submarine uh, <laughs> uh and he returns here uh with a, with a slightly, I don't know, like even immediately as he stands up and looks around, I'm like, this guy's kind of got a bit of an air of confidence about him. He's got a swagger about him, doesn't he? He does. He does. And already I'm like, I prefer this Daniel Faraday to, to the like jittery kind of uh, guy from before. Cause he's not my favorite Faraday, I've got to say. Um, oh, I don't mind him. Yeah, you like it. Well, yeah. Anyway, this is a four. This is a return after uh, absence of four episodes, which is the final number. Watch that I was gonna. gonna, Yeah, I was kind of worked that one out. So he's back, and I'm sure we're going to have some answers about well, leading into the finale in a few weeks. Uh, What are you hoping for Daniel Faraday's return?
1: I'm hoping for some some science spiel about what's going on. Uh, I'm hoping to see swaggering Faraday turn into Indiana Jones and go explore some temples. I'm hoping <laughs> for, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like Faraday is going to tie a fair bit of this roundup together um and that will lead yeah, to yeah I think that's a fair point <laughs> lead, lead to the 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 uh the incident I guess
0: yeah I think Daniel will provide a lot of answers uh key for the viewer yeah it, yeah it's the 100th episode special next week of Lost not ours we had that Ooh. obviously because we did a few extras we've done a done a few interviews in there <laughs> done a few bits of bit. did a Cloverfield Paradox episode there <laughs> That's not even online anymore. Oh, good. You can't
1: even listen to that anymore. Wow,
0: that's gone. Um, that's like a, a real one for the archives for the real big fans of ours. Yeah. Were you that fans? Was, were you uh, fans when they did that Cloverfield episode that they got rid of?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh
0: there'll be there will be a
1: release the Cloverfield movement <laughs> in about twenty years' time it would be that. And then when it's out there, it would just be super disappointing because it's like me and you early podcast days don't know what we're doing going, it didn't really like that film. Yeah, I need I. die. Poor JJ, what's he doing?
0: Yeah, Jacob, oh, Jacob, we need to do this. Come on, let's do it. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, all right, did it.
1: That was our most popular podcast at the time when we did it. That is insane. So, I think if it even, it might have got one or two people in. I doubt they're still here.
0: It's fine. Oh, God, imagine. Um, yeah, no, no. If you you are if you are wondering about that, you didn't miss out on anything. Um, there's a few other scenes we need to talk about um, quickly. One of which oh, on, is, uh, I mean, firstly, can we just talk about how annoying Kate is in this episode? She has re- never been more annoying. She can't keep her mouth shut. She can't keep her nose out. And she, you know, goes to thank Juliet for helping her send and all that with Ben. But then Roger bursts in, and obviously he's well, he's worried that he because Ben's missing and they don't know where he is. Um, and he like spends a lot of the episode, like just like kind of wallowing, drinking beer, sitting on the swings and Kate feels the need to go over to him and just let him know that it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And he's like, wait, what the hell is your game? Like you, you, you help him and then you do it and you tell him all this. Like I've got a really weird feeling about you. And then when he tells Jack this in a, a re- low-key brilliant scene, actually, because Jack's kind of like doing his janitor work in the school classroom and then Roger comes in, it's like janitor wars. He's like, this is my spot, <laughs> kicks his bucket.
1: <laughs> would watch that spinoff, janitor wars.
0: Janitor wars with Jack and Roger.
1: <laughs> I mean, they did say a war's coming, didn't <laughs> expect it on a janitorial level.
0: Miles is like he's like there's all coming you would be on the right side he's like what with Jack and Roger? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus okay um, anyway then he's like how do, how do you know like do you know Kate that woman because she's weird <laughs> it, it, the way he's like <laughs> speaking is like quite funny because he's like, obviously drunk it's like she's got some weird thing for my kid anyway Jack what does he do? It gets all aggressive he gets like really like kind of like He goes quiet and he's like, Roger, I think you've had a very long few days and all that. He like (laughs) properly like wheelers his way into Roger's psyche. So I think you've got some crazy ideas. I know her and she wouldn't hurt anyone. I
1: think, Roger, that uh, you've had a hell of a day and that it's given you a very good excuse to go out and get drunk. Maybe that's put some some crazy ideas into your head. I know that
0: woman, Kate. She's my friend, and she would never do anything to hurt your son. Sure.
1: I see see you 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 I don't like this scene. Why I, I think I think Jack's being really bait here, and like if I was Roger, I'd be like, they're in on this together. There's something weird going on, the two of them. That would be my immediate thought. I disagree.
0: I think, I don't know. Do you think? Because Jack's been so far removed from everything. I I just, I feel like it's very, it's very suspect.
1: I don't know. I, uh, I, d- I just think it's, I think it's a bit over the top. If someone did that to me after I was just asking about their friend, I'd be like, what the hell is going on here?
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. He is like, he's gaslighting him a bit. Actually, when you now you say it and obviously he's trying to like misdirect him, but he's like going, You've had a lot of drink to drink, you've had a trying time, like you're you're thinking some weird thoughts. Uh, which is textbook gaslighting. Mm. Yeah, but you know, he's trying to protect them and he goes and he tells Phil Sawyer and Juliet in at their house. Um And Sawyer's like, Why the hell would she say this? So annoying. But anyway as he leaves uh, i'm go
1: i mean i i would uh, agree with you in saying that she is particularly oh annoying God. this episode and i i do not have a whole lot of time for uh for kate here you did point i, out I mean that,
0: sorry uh, what oh, go on what did i point out you were <laughs> saying how roger was like like not really doing anything to look for ben
1: Yeah. He's really not. He's just like, he's just wallowing around going like, Oh my kid, my kid. I think he doesn't do anything though. It's not, he doesn't even like ask anyone (laughs) if they've seen him. He's just like, and then, and then he's annoyed that he can't do his janitor work. I'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, cheers, mate. I really need some time to go like, look for my kid. He doesn't give a shit.
0: He needs to take a page out of Michael's book. When Walt got taken, yeah. Michael would stop at nothing.
1: <laughs> exactly. What's going on here? But then
0: again, he is a bad dad, and he probably knows at some level that all oh, this is happening because he's a bad dad. Yeah. Whereas, that's fair. whereas Michael, I I don't think Michael was a bad dad. I think he did some very questionable things, but I think he tried when he had the chance. Yeah. Oh, Michael. Remember Michael? Jeez. Um. Yeah. So uh after Jack leaves and can I just say Juliet makes him tea and it's really sweet when he gives her the mug back they're both they're just watch that scene back because it's really I love it when he gives her <laughs> specifically when he gives the mug back Juliet makes a little noise and it's the sweetest little noise it's so funny
1: does he does he he doesn't really finish much of his tea does he
0: I think it's just more a, a courtesy tea <laughs> I think I think it's probably awkward after a little their little showdown Juliet and Jack's the other week yeah. And it was probably quiet. She made him tea to just do something. And he was probably sat there not really wanting it. He doesn't really strike me as a tea drinker, Jack. No. No. I don't think I would really want
1: a cup of tea with him.
0: I'd sit down and have a tea with Jack. Just just, just have a chat and see what's what. What would
1: but, you talk about?
0: Uh this time on the <laughs> island? Like, I'd, I'd, I'd be... I wouldn't be short of anything, mate, to talk to Jack
1: about. Oh, yeah, but... Well, I don't think he'd be very forthcoming about it. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. I'd, I'd ask him if he if he was uh, if he felt humiliated that like Locke was right all along. Okay, <laughs> that would go down well. How'd wouldn't you it? feel, mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'd find find something. But anyway, yeah. I think that was a courtesy tea and I think when she gave it back, she looked down and she noticed that it was a little bit full, but she was just like, yeah, it's fine. Obviously we know this was a courtesy tea. It was nothing more than <laughs> <like> that. <rest." laughs> anyway, trouble is, is around the corner uh, in the form of, um, Patrick Fishler, uh, who plays Phil, who walks in and he's like, yeah, you need to explain this because I've seen you with Kate with that girl taking Ben away. What the hell? And Sawyer... So- mm-hmm. yeah knocks him out (laughs) and they tie him up. So it's all kind of hurtling to some, to a big showdown, isn't it? Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, this isn't going to go well for anyone. No, no, it's not.
0: So Mm. we've got a few, 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 uh, things we need to clear up before we finish, which is here and villain of the week. Okay. So who's your villain of the week?
1: Hmm, villain of the week. Maybe rogue shout. I mean, we've kind of touched on it, but Hurley.
0: Wait, what villain though?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't like Hurley putting Mars in that position or doing exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. So, so I mean, it's just a, it's just a bit annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, there's a few for me. One might be Rodzinski because he's like leading the charge on this kind of like operation, hide the body, or, or there's a body here, yeah. whatever. And I, and I just don't like Razinski. He's really, he's a really frustrating character. Um, but villainous, I hate isn't really villainous. He's just annoying as hell. Ro- yeah. Roger we- again, not really villainous. He kicks, he kicks the, the bucket. Yep. That's not good. It's not good behaviour, is it? <laughs> but then again, he just sinks some beers on a swing set. And like, to be honest, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> just some days, that's all I want to do, is just sit on a swing set and drink some beers. So it's a hard one. I, I, I will give you that. It's a hard one.
1: There's no one like, there's no one outwardly,
0: you know, mega maybe, villain. Maybe it's Widmore because of the information the dead body tells miles about the body the graves and the purchase order for the plane and all that
1: yeah I mean, yeah i mean i mean he's not- that's like he's done that before i feel like that's like post post all this i mean you could argue it's the guys who just uh captured flipping miles and just yeah. shoved him in a van but then yeah, we and don't then know the
0: deal and they're not, no, they're, they're, not, really they're not, they're not exactly really hurting him. I mean, he, he, they make him drop his bloody sandwich or whatever he's bought. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's actually not, that's probably the most villainous thing that's happened this week. The other, the other person who could rank is the, um, the landlord at the beginning who demands two months rent up front to a single mum. That is that I, I am willing to say that is as the end of the week. Okay, landlord. Okay, now now you've said it like that. Yeah, the landlord. Oof. He was there from the beginning. He was the villain was there from the beginning. It was never going to get worse than that. <laughs> what about hero of the week? Um.
1: Oh, I mean, Miles is. You know, uh, is he is he
0: heroic? I don't know. There is some he elements needs... of heroism there. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just trying to help out oh uh, villain of the week we didn't even say kate
0: you know i said she, she's too annoying to be villain yeah it's true it's like it's like if it was annoying creature of the week it would be, <laughs> it would be kate. annoying annoying you know annoying person of the week i guess it would be kate but I, she is
1: particularly i mean she she's kind of She's, she's golem-esque you could say
0: but you know what in her- <laughs> she's golem-esque I mean she's she's beautiful as ever but there is uh, uh, absolute um, truth to what Sawyer says when she's like her, or when Jack says her heart's in the right place and it totally is but it's so you even said wait I much prefer Kate when she actually is like wanting to like do things and run around but here yeah. she's just like such a busybody
1: there's no beautiful. winning with kate what do you do with her you have a do stuff she's just annoying i mean i don't think she is not do
0: you do and, and a lot of other people do but i don't think kate is that annoying usually i like her
1: here she is particularly grating anyway hero 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 i i'm still just trying to think maybe faraday for just <laughs> rolling up at the
0: end swaggering on Getting out the sub. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess it could be fairly. I'm trying to think. Hero of the week. I would probably say is,
1: is it Hank for, for just wanting, oh bless, him. wanting, uh, wanting, so you know, some some closure in his life.
0: I think it's Juliet for making tea, and when she she might not necessarily have wanted to make the tea, um, and she did it seemingly no questions asked. So my hero of the week is Juliet.
1: I think that's fair. Cool.
0: Are you going to say to her as well then?
1: I. Yeah. Yeah. Juliet. Sure. Okay.
0: Great. We're agreed. Landlord, villain, Juliet hero. So next week's episode, the hundredth episode of lost. Uh, what are you hoping for? What are you expecting? What's your, uh, what's your predictions? If any,
1: I'm hoping we see a bit of the Faraday. Yes. Now that he's emerged at the end, and and I hope that's where we're going.
0: Mm.
1: Although, no, I was going to say maybe it would be interesting to go see Locke and Ben and all that. But I feel like, I feel like that would be a, a weird, weird move for the show to suddenly jump back there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they could be saving that for. I, there would be more hints at that. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so your so yeah. Your prediction is we'll pick up with the Faraday stuff next week.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Faraday episode. You know, we've had Miles' episode, so mm. it wouldn't be, you know, weird for there to be a Faraday episode.
0: I'm just really, I'm actually really excited to watch these, to watch it with you. It's a, it's a good one. Um, next, they're all good ones now. Until season You six. just love it. Yeah, yeah, I just can't quite believe that we're, like really not far away from the final season of lost. That is insane. I can't believe I'm going to be like what having to like break these episodes down as well, because just, yeah, it's just mad.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about season six because it does feel like, I know, uh, you know, this, this season is sometimes, or at least in the past, it's kind of people have mentioned that season five is not their favorite. Mm um and i've quite enjoyed it yeah i quite like it you you have enjoyed
0: it haven't you yeah
1: yeah i'm into it
0: um it's a really good season of television isn't it yeah Yeah.
1: i think so and so i'm I'm curious as how they are not gonna mess it up but also kind of how it's gonna be because it feels like it feels like it feels like there's definitely like there's it's quite assured in what it wants to do, that there are like places it wants to go. You know, we've got, it doesn't feel like they're, you know, the criticism of making up as they go along. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, doesn't actually feel like that. So I am, I'm interested. I
0: certainly don't think it feels like that in season six either. I think that is a absolutely like redundant criticism, um, that absolutely people fall back on, uh, who just haven't actually given the show any time and they just read that somewhere or they've heard their mate of a mate say it and just trying to pass it off as their own viewpoint. Mm. Uh yeah. <laughs> is, is, the that. Is,
1: is the the finale Is the as good as the Sopranos fa- finale? Uh, yeah,
0: I think they both work very well. Um they're both on my list of favorite finales, I think. Yeah, okay. I think good. I can see, yeah, debate for another day, but I can honestly see. I think people who like watch the TV, these TV shows week in, week out. It's like, say we'd watch The Sopranos week in, week out over the course of six years or whatever, seven years. Um, And we watch the finale. I think we would be like, have a, be disappointed at the fact that it's ended. Not, mm. not with the ending because it has been such a big part of our lives. And I think people are so predisposed to kind of miss mistake the feeling of disappointment of a show ending with disappointment with the finale. Um, because people kind of dunked on Mad Men finale, which I, I really like as well. Uh, what?
1: How did people dunk on yeah. that? It's a good, it, it is. I would say about that episode that it is quite a strangely paced episode. Mm. Though I, I, you know, with all these things like the like Sopranos ending as well. Obviously, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't listened, like watched it or anything. I, but it is the Sopranos is very much show that like the p- penultimate episode is like the big one, yeah. And then there's like the last episode that is like, yeah, you know, it's almost like place setting again, seeing the new normal, mm. um, and it's you know even in the very finale, it does very similar mm. uh and like i quite like that even in Mad Men, it feels like you know he gets to wherever and then you've got this kind of almost calm there's the scene before the last one with you know yes yeah. anyway uh <laughs> but it's it's not it's not like a big moment it's like uh i don't know i i could i can understand i guess being sad that the show's over And there are moments in The Sopranos season where certain characters get a send-off and it feels very much like uh, they wanted to give this person a proper send-off. Yeah, 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 (laughs)
0: totally. Um, But yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. That's that's maybe the only thing, if you're going to push me on season six of Lost, where I could find fault, is that I think the conclusion of certain characters' storylines isn't is rushed okay that's what i'll say hmm. um, Interesting. but in terms of a finale and a, a, an emotional journey and what i need from a conclusion to the show that's come before it i think the finale is really great and i think a lot of people are coming back to it and realizing that it was actually great all along and that they were kind of like just you know, they were going to, from the, before they even watch it, they were going to be disappointed.
1: Mm. Um, it's funny that, uh, we're at a stage in our podcast where we can kind of talk about the finale. And it's like a real thing that we are actually going to watch one day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Oh, I'm dreading. I'm dreading it because it, I'm just dreading the end of this podcast. But yeah, I, I i am more dreading the, this finale to come because it's very nearby and it's, it's a lot to, they it, it packs in a lot, okay, uh, and it it sets up the final season really well. Well, we got a few episodes to go before then. Yeah, we've got just two, and then the finale. Uh, so, where can people find us and all that, Jack?
1: They can find us at Lost Boys Pod. They can find you at Jacob underscore Stoll. They find me at Jack J Shepherd. And we are the Lost
0: Boys. We'll be back next week with episode fourteen, the variable, which Jack hopes is a Faraday episode.
1: That sounds like a Faraday
0: episode. (laughs) Yeah, it does, actually. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: Jack. It's the opposite of the constant, isn't it? It's like a... There we go. Here we go. Tind us off. (laughs) Bye. Hey, can I get a hand with this? Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. Dan. It's long time to see.